Hey, buddy, you know what I feel like doing? What? I feel like rambling. You want to ramble? You're supposed to say yes. But I don't know what it means. You don't know what rambling means? I'm eight years old. You have an incredible vocabulary, probably better than a lot of 30-year-olds that I know. <laughs> All right, we're going to start off this episode by defining the word ramble. So, roll credits. Welcome to Geekology 101. My I, name is Diego. And I am Joshua. Okay, you no, we need to get this right. We do? Yes, we got to get this order right of who says their name first. Oh. Who do you think it should be? Me, because I'm the best. I feel so rejected right now. Well, what about if every episode we just define first who's going to say the hello, and then that person says their name first? Okay. Okay, so... Uh, Rewind. What's up, guys? I'm Joshua. And I'm Diego. So today... Hold on. Wait, wait. You didn't say welcome to Geekology 101. Welcome to Geekology 101. No, wait. It's too late. The person that says the hello <laughs> has to say what... Ugh. Rewind again. Welcome to Geekology 101. My name is Diego. And my name is Joshua. Welcome. Oh, wait. Are you... No, so... no more Are rewind. You... Rewind. <laughs> Welcome to Geekology 101. My name is Diego. And my name is Joshua. Thank God. Finally, we got past the freaking intro. Anyway, so we were going to give the definition to the word ramble. Please give the people the definition to the word ramble. And we're not saying Rambo like in the, you know, killing military guy with Sylvester Stallone. We're talking ramble. So what is it, Joshua? Um... Typically without a definite root. Okay, what are you reading? There I'm, is a... What? I'm reading the uh, number one. The, no, that's the wrong ramble. It, it is? It, yes, look. Oh, here. the talker? Oh, he rambled on about... Stop the, reading the sample okay. sentence. Read the definition, number two. To talk or write at length in a confused or inconsequential way. Which perfectly defines this episode so far, because this is by far the most confusing and, like, inconsequential episode... <laughs> Rambo. That we've, ...that we've ever had. So, um, yeah, this is a ramble episode. It's kind of a little test. I think. To see how intelligent we are. Wait, what? How intelligent? What? No. No what? more rewinds, please, 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 please. No, we're not taking it back to the whole beginning. But it, this is, a, maybe this could be a, a become a thing that we do sometimes. We, where we ramble. Kinda, yeah, we ramble about things that are on our minds. Okay. You feel, you're feeling that idea? Yeah, yeah. All right, so what's on your mind, man? Um. I mean, it does have to be geeky stuff. Like, don't come to me talking to me about, you know, the coronavirus. <laughs> Let's talk about geeky stuff because people are here to listen to geeky thingies. So, so what are we talk um, about? I am building Batman. Sorry, go ahead. I'm building a shredder costume. You are? With, yeah, with mommy. You and, guys are still building that? Yeah, we didn't finish it. Didn't you start building that like two years ago? It was like. Yeah, that seems about right. Haven't we finished like two costumes during that time period? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, listen, I'm not going to hate on your mom. You know, respect to her for committing two years of her life to building a shredder costume. 
We basically only <laughs> built. We basically only built one. What? Two, three parts of it in two years. You, me, and you. That's not true. We built Ghost Mommy Rider. Mommy and me. Oh, okay. Dang. Okay. Well, hey, listen. I'm sure that by the time you're 50, you'll get to be Shredder finally for Halloween. So, yeah. Anyway, so I also... Don't bang the table. My intentions... ...are to finish the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Turtles and a Half Shell. Turtle Power. Um, My intentions are are to finish the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series on Hulu. Okay. And... Well, once I do, I'm going to... Retire? Um, like, that's it? You're going to retire somewhere in the forest? I am going uh-huh. to build the rest of my costume. Yes, finally. That's a good thing to spend your quarantine time in. Mm-hmm. On. Because then you don't have to wait another couple of years before you finish a costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, so you know what's what, on your mind? Yeah, Wait, what I was, were you trying I, to I was say? about no, I was about to say that what was on my mind. Oh, so what's on my mind? You know how Rosario Dawson was cast as Ahsoka Tano? Yeah. So, um, the the woman who had uh, who's always played Ahsoka Tano's voice mm-hmm. in the cartoon series and stuff, Ashley Eckstein, Eckstein, uh, she uh, she put out. Which, by the way, like she's so look at Ashley Eckstein. We're looking at a picture of Ashley Eckstein. That's her. Mm-hmm. Presumably, she's an actress, and she's acted not only voice acting, but also regular, you know, live action acting. You know, she's young, she's beautiful, she uh, could fit the character under makeup and stuff like that. So a lot of people have wanted for her to become Ahsoka Tano in live action. Mm -hmm. Personally, um, I don't necessarily see her in that role she cosplayed actually as a Sokotano one time oh i feel like um i feel like rosario dawson's face just fits more as a Sokotano. i think so too yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, she seems like a better fit for her she's i th- i feel like she's taller and Sokotano's pretty tall by the time that we see her in rebels so i always felt like rosario dawson fit the character a little bit better but it's undeniable it's kind of like harley quinn her voice how iconic harley quinn's voice became because she started also in the cartoon series. Mm-hmm. And it was very difficult to imagine anybody acting in live action as Harley Quinn or even in cartoon, like showing up in, as a cartoon somewhere else without having that voice. I know. And that's the reason why Margot Robbie did such a nice job of trying to bring it to life in a way. I feel like she she did it in a way to make it not cartoonish. Right. To make it look, yeah. like, sound real. Yeah, to give a little bit of realism to it. Right. And I think she did a perfect job. Like, it was a, it was a nice mix. But then again, Harley Quinn's voice is extremely goofy sounding, right? Like, it's extremely cartoonish. So it's easier for her to ground the voice and create a version of it that's, that, that still sounds like Harley Quinn, but more in the real world. But it's a different thing with Ahsoka Tano, because Ahsoka Tano doesn't have, you know, a, a funky sounding voice necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just that Ashley Eckstein's voice has become the voice that people associate with that character. Has there ever so, been, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is, uh-huh. like, a lot of times, but... um. Is there anything that you know where there's an actor mm-hmm. playing a role and then there's a different voice actor? You mean like a live action actor and somebody else is giving them their voice? Darth Vader. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a different dude who actually uh, wore the costume and acted out the scenes, and then it was uh, James Earl Jones who did the voice. Also, in High School Musical... Oh, my God. Yes. Um, the Zac Efron guy... Yeah. He, um, when he was singing, it was a different guy because the producers... Uh-huh. Or the writers or something, they mm-hmm. thought that he wouldn't be able to actually sing... Okay. But then in the second movie, they figured out that he could, so they re- so they used his real voice. Really? Mm-hmm. That's how did how did you know this? Because I'm smart. That's a sign of being smart. Watching High School Musical and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. No, wait. Seriously, when did you get into High School Musical? Oh, I didn't. Gianna told me. Oh. So isn't technically she the smart one? Yeah. That's what you get for bringing something that's not geeky into... Well, actually, I guess people do kind of geek out over High School Musical. Mm-hmm. Enough so that they created a High School Musical... The Musical, the series, the, the musical, special, the, the holiday. That's geeky as heck. So, yeah. Anyway, so back to Ashley Eckstein. So she finally chimed in on the whole thing of um, Ahsoka Tano and, and the Rosario Dawson being cast. So she said this, look. When I recorded this line for Ahsoka Tano for the final season of Star Wars Clone Wars, oh, it was uh, a line that said, when people need you, you help them no matter what. I decided that this was going to be my personal motto for 2020. I knew I wanted to dedicate and use the platform I was given as an actress to help people. I had no idea how true or important that motto would become for not only myself, but for all of us in 2020. I also have a belief that you help people with no expectation of receiving anything in return. However, as I write this message, it's really hard to put into words my appreciation for all of the help Star Wars fans have given me because I was truly not expecting the outpour of kindness I received. And what she's talking about is basically that a lot of people, when Rosario Dawson was announced as cast for the live-action role of Ahsoka Tano, a lot of people lashed out. And they were like, yo... Ashley Eckstein should have been should have been the one that was cast on this role. She's mm. earned it. She deserves it. And I don't necessarily disagree with them. I mean, she's put in the work for years. You know, again, she's the one that's really brought this character. Was to she life. always her? Yeah, like from the, the very beginning. From the first movie. Yeah, yeah, from the very beginning. Uh, and then she says, "I wake up every day with a mission to spread hope and light, and my heart is bustling with gratitude." Sorry, bursting with gratitude. Bustling? A bustling. <laughs> After being the recipient of so much love from our Star Wars community, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you. Last week, a rumor was released about Ahsoka Tano being in season two of The Mandalorian. I don't know what she says, rumor, because it's pretty official, I think, that that, that she was cast. I've read all and of her. who was cast? Rosario Dawson. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting, too, that she never once, I think, throughout this entire thing, never once does she actually mention Rosario Dawson. Mm which seemed kind of curious to me. Uh, Then she uh, goes on to say, I've read all of your questions and comments about this story, and thank you for your patience as I've taken the much-needed time to sort through these questions. The truth is, I am not involved in The Mandalorian. I can't answer questions for something I have not been a part of. I am an actress, and I have performed in all types of mediums, live action, film, television, theater, voiceover, hosting. Not sure what hosting means. And it has been... probably hosting a show or something. Oh, yes, you're right. Of, Of course, yeah. Um, and you see, you are, uh, you do know vocabulary mm-hmm. and it has been my dream for 14 years to continue to play Ahsoka Tano in all forms. That's been her dream for 14 years. So that means that it seems like she did have her heart set on being able to bring Ahsoka Tano to life in live action. 
Um, then she continues to say, I will continue to be grateful for opportunities to help create stories for Ahsoka Tano, and I am always happy to see her legacy continue. I am only one member of a tremendously talented team of people that it takes to bring Ahsoka Tano to life. The final decisions for Ahsoka Tano are not mine to make, and I cannot comment on something that I truly know nothing about. However, what I can How comment many pages on... are there? There's just uh, two more. However, I can comment. What I can comment on are my feelings of awe and appreciation for all of your kind words and messages. I've read them all. I wish I could reply to each and every one. Actually, I don't. I don't necessarily need to read the rest because now she just goes on into talking about how she feels like Ahsoka Tano has become a symbol of power and strength for not just females but in general, and how she identifies with the character, and she feels like a lot of fans identify with the character. So right now, yeah, um, probably my favorite. <laughs> Team and geekiness. Wait, hold on. I, I know it's wait. really random. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. My 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 rambling isn't done. So, what do you think about this, man? I've never seen Ashley Eckstein act live action. You never? No. I, Me either. I didn't know that she acted live action. You thought she was just a voice actor? Yeah, because a lot of people just do that. A lot of people are just voice actors, mm. and that's not to demean their roles. I mean, we see iconic voices from voice actors like Kevin Conroy for Batman, Mark Hamill for he The Joker. He doesn't look like he would have that voice. Well, that's the thing. And that's I know, a, like that's method a cool actors, thing. Kind of. No, that's not method acting. Really, they just submerge themselves in the character. And you have to... That's a skill. Because it's not easy for, for just anyone to, with their voice, bring a lot of emotion to a cartoon character. It's just like... It's so it's so deep, but it's so like it's it just has that feeling, <laughs> right? Right. To it. So so it's a very peculiar kind of acting, and I, I give it to voice actors, man. They they really they uh, the ones that do it right. They get they make us get lost in these characters, and they make us feel like they're real people. You know, um, and without like, the voice, it wouldn't happen. Kevin Conroy mm -hmm. is as much Batman. Yeah. As Mark Hamill is the Joker. Right. Mark Hamill's like the perfect Joker. The voice? Mm hmm Hey, everybody. Joker here. The clown prince of crime. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think that um, the we see it also with like voices like Goku. Mm -hmm. uh, what is his name? I forget. Shemmel something. Dude. But that guy, the voice of Vegeta, um, the voice of Harley Quinn um Ahsoka Tano like there's so many voices that are I mean look at the voices of the characters in the Simpsons Spongebob Squarepants like all these all these shows that are are so iconic hello Homer what Homer Simpson dope so yeah uh I, I don't know what do you again what do you think about her about her what do you think about her versus Rosario Dawson aside from the looking the, the how they look do you feel like she should have been given the first opportunity to bring Ahsoka Tano to life in live action? Because I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, but if that failed, then they could, uh, then they could give Rosario Dawson a chance. I mean, but the problem is that they're trying to build a, a, an interconnected universe. You know, like all these stories are canon, so they can't just suddenly switch the voice and the actress more importantly. No, they could um I don't know about that. Oh yeah. Never mind. 
Yeah, they can't just switch the actors. No, they could, like... Uh, mind you, mind you. They could you. do footage and then, like, watch it. Mm-hmm. And then they could see if it if it Oh, do a, well. do a test. Yeah. Yes. That... Oh, that's a great point, buddy. That's a really, really good point. I actually completely agree with that. I think that that's what they should have done. If they knew that people were gunning for... Uh, for for having um, Ashley Eckstein bring Ahsoka Tano to life in live action, then why not give her a screen test? Put her in makeup, see how she looked, put her in front of the camera and, and compare her to Rosario Dawson and see see what the difference is. You know, like who, who did it better? I have to say, like, with professional... See, um, I am smart. Heck yeah, you're a smart boy. Let me see, hold on. Let me look for... Um, I want to do the. I want to look for the cosplay thing. Mm. Look here, she is cosplaying as Ahsoka Tano. That's actually X team. That but, actually looks pretty good. I know, right? But you can look for this, by the way. Just um, go to Google or whatever search engine and type Ahsoka Ashley X teen cosplay, and X teen is spelled E C K S T E I N. Yeah, she looked pretty good as that yeah. cosplay. She's it's actually a lot better than than, than what I recall. Um, that's not bad at all. So, and now imagine this is cosplay that she did. Mind you, I think somebody, a special effects artist, helped her put this together. Mm-hmm. But when you really think about it, if you get her in the hands of professional mm-hmm. people from the Mandalorian, I mean, look what she did, right? Like without like professional, yeah. Movie people. Yeah, I actually, man, <laughs> as much as I love the thought of Rosario Dawson playing her, now that I'm seeing her, um, I'm seeing how good she looked just off of cosplay. She's like uh, some competition. Yeah, man. And and the, the 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 crazy thing is that like as soon as you as you if you were to see her on camera, as soon as you hear that voice, that for those of us who will watch the entire Clone Wars I know, series, like, she looks like her and she legitimately, right. like, is her. Yeah, at that point, it's like, whoa, okay, <laughs> this is Ahsoka Tano, you know? Ugh, tough, 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 tough. Mind you, I don't know what this all means. Like, she's clearly doing a reaction. Maybe she was just doing a reaction because uh, Lucasfilm and Disney told her to. Mm. You know, it could have been a thing where, like, hey, listen, we're getting so many comments from fans about this thing that it's unfair to you. We need you to give some kind of reaction. Maybe that's the reason why she didn't actually mention Rosario Dawson's name at all. Why? Because she didn't want to feed the sense of competition at all. Mm. She wanted fans to just know that she appreciated their comments and that it's completely outside of her control. But there, the words that she used and the way that she expressed that she expressed herself really does make me believe like she really was set, had her heart set on playing Ahsoka Tano in live action. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. So that's something that's been on my mind for sure since I read it earlier this week. Um, what else has been on your mind? Oh, well, you've been playing uh, Luigi, Luigi, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. It is a very cool game. Yeah. Um. What is it? Luigi's Mansion 3, right? Yeah. Then that's is, on Nintendo Switch. It actually gives tributes to the other two games. Uh Oh, right, because there's been two other Luigi's Mansion games. Okay. And because when, when you rescue Dr. E. Gad, he mm-hmm. says, Hey, I'm going to need you to get the Poltergeist goo. Okay. And and he's like, you need to... Poltergeist co- goo? Yeah. Huh. 
Um, and and I need you to collect some ghosts like you did before. Okay. And in another tribute was when he said, um, come on, Luigi, you have to press X to use the, like, beam light or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I was playing as Gooigi at the time, and then he was like, Gooigi. oh, yeah, and then he was like, oh, wait, Gooigi wasn't there for that. Okay. So he gave some tributes to, um, mm. Guy. Okay, okay. That's kind of cool. And Gooigi's a really cool character. He can fit through vents and stuff because he's made out of goo. Right. But if he walks through water, mm-hmm. he, like, melts and then uh, goes back into your canister of him that you have on your backpack. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I remember back um, when I was a kid, they released Super Mario 2. So it was, like, you know, the first Super Mario Bros. And then, well, wait, sorry. The the first one, Super Mario Bros. on the on the NES, mm-hmm. that one was kind of recreated in Super Mario One, and then came Super Mario Two, and that one was kind of a funky one. It was kind of a funky game. It was. It was? You could, I remember you could play as Mario, you could play as Luigi, you could play as uh, the princess, and I think you could Peach? play, yeah, and I think you could play as the mushroom dude oh toad yeah pretty sure you could also um <clears throat> and, and luigi was always my favorite because mm. he used to like when you jumped he spun his leg like he, he he moved his legs like he walked in the air and he could like kind of float for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and i always loved that about so him. so basically luigi's mansion mm-hmm. um it the story yeah is like luigi and the gang go to a hotel okay and um and they go to the rooms, and then when Luigi's sleeping in his normal clothes, right. for some reason, he hears Peach scream. Okay. And then when he when he wakes up, he sees that everything has turned super dark and stuff. Huh. Okay. And then he opens... That's, a, that's how it starts? Yeah. And then he opens the door, yeah. and he sees the... the um. He sees this, like... He literally sees the uh, hotel transforming into King Boo's hotel, oh. and um, and you like beat up King some Boo ghosts. was like a king of the ghosts. Yeah, the guy who was like the big giant ghost oh, guy. Okay, and he, you he basically finds you in an elevator, mm-hmm. and you have to run away, and you think that you can go into like doors, right. but he makes the doors just dis- disappear. Huh. And, um, so basically the thing you can do is yeah. press Y to shoot a plunger. Okay. Um, press R3. What do you do with a plunger? Do you, like, swing with it or something? Or? No, you just, like, shoot a plunger and it sticks onto a surface to, to like, fire at ghosts. And <sighs> Wait, hold on. Help me out here. How does a plunger hurt a ghost? Oh, it, it just like um sucks their essence. No, it, it bumps them in the stomach, and they have it on them, and you can <laughs> suck up the string of the plunger and just like bash them. And also, okay, um, R three is to bring out Guigi and right. to control him. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, Guigi is the same as Luigi the screen. Okay. Uh, R two. Yeah, R2 is to suck up ghosts. Mm-hmm. R3 is to push away ghosts. How do you suck up ghosts? Like, you put them into, like, a thing, like the Ghostbusters? 
Yeah, basically. Oh. Uh, but you can, when you're sucking them up, you have to walk away yeah. while still holding R2. Mm-hmm. And once you see the A button filled all the way up, you mm-hmm. keep on pressing A, and then it smashes them into the ground. It sounds very violent against Poltergeist. So sad. And also, um, you press X to reveal a light that can show you any ghosts or stuff. Like, uh, what is it, Batman's detective mode? Yeah, kind of. Curiosa and Curiosa. And um, the last thing is pressing L2 and R2 at the same time. Are you giving time. us like a tutorial here on how to no. play the game? What, what's going on? And the on? last thing is pressing L2 and R2 at the same time. Oh, my God. And that makes you jump, Does that do his basically. finisher? Oh, never mind. So sad. So I, uh, I watched Teen Titans Season 1. Yeah. And um, I created, I, I recorded a review for it. Mm-hmm. That will come tomorrow. I know that yesterday I said that it would come today, but I'm doing this episode for today yeah. with Joshua. So that one will come tomorrow. So my review of, of Titan Season 1. I already started Season 2 as well. Um, I'm Batman. Yeah. Your garbage goes for money. Oh, wow. This guy's <laughs> quoting some uh, some Batman Begins right now. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> <laughs> hockey pants? Remember? It's hockey pads. Oh! You thought he said hockey pants? <laughs> yeah. This guy. Oh man. Yeah. Um. I love season one of the of of Titans. I'll you'll see all my thoughts on it in tomorrow's episode. But uh, what else? What else has been in our minds? Let's see. Your turn. Uh, all right, my turn. What have I been up to aside from Titans? Um. Man. Oh, I'm catching up on. So I bought the uh, the hardcover of the Batman Who Laughs. Yeah, I know. During our last trip to the comic book store, but I realized that there's more backstory to the Batman Who Laughs that is not included in that hardcover. Is it one of those things where it's like not the beginning of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was kinda originally like kind of like my Sonic book. No, no, no. It's not oh. like that. It's more like that this character was brought back and given his own series mm. because he did so well in the first time that he was introduced. So the first time that he was introduced was in the pages of Dark Knight's Metal. And so is this that like is a prequel series. It's not a prequel series. It's just a series in and of itself. And what happens is it's really weird. Like I'm really looking forward to the Batman who laughs because I know that it kind of, I hope that it kind of goes away from this kind of thing. But I, what so, happened? so basically I'm reading dark Knight's metal. Mm-hmm. I'm reading that in, in the DC universe apps and we subscribe since we subscribe to it again. Mm-hmm. And I actually hadn't, hadn't taken advantage of the comic book area, but mm-hmm. it's really good. It's just like Comixology or any of the other mobile device uh, comic platforms. It lets you read stuff? Yeah, but it lets you read like panel by panel, which I really love. Mm. You just swipe and it takes you to the next panel. It's really That's cool. kind of how the books app works. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's similar to that. So um, so then basically, uh, it's, let's see. The story is, it is so complicated. Um, there's a multiverse, within the multiverse, there's like this dark corner of universes and in those dark corners of the universe somehow Batman has become like a main theme and they need to be set free through 
Batman, because Batman becomes the gateway. Who needs to be set free? These evil dark universe creatures that call themselves the Dark Knights. Oh, are they like Batman, but different? Yeah, they're like different oh. iterations of Batman. Like some of them. I watched a video about that. Did you? Yeah, one of them is like uh, one of them is like a Flash type evil right. Batman. Yeah, there you go. Right, right, right. Yeah, another one is kind of like a Wonder Woman. Another one is like a Superman. Another one is kind of like a, an Aquaman. And then there's the Batman who laughs, who walks around basically with like several chained up Robins that are like completely feral, like completely raging and, and wild, and they eat people. <laughs> it's so weird. But but mind you, I like the Batman who laughs character, and that's why I got so interested in it because I wanted to check that one specifically out. That's why I got the hardcover. But I felt like I wanted to go back to see the origin, like to see how he was introduced. And again, the story is so freaking weird, man. Like, I don't know why DC has to get so strange with their stuff. I swear with, with all the multiverse stuff. But anyway, the whole point is Batman ends up being a gateway for this big Batman type like of the, creature. The good Batman? Yeah. He ends up getting tricked, which, you know, it's pretty hard to trick Batman. Because he's the world's greatest detective. Correcto. But he ends up getting tricked and then he becomes a gateway and he turns into like Bat Goo. And the this evil, big evil who is like the boss of all the Dark Knights, he ends up coming through to the real dimension, to our Earth, or to their Earth, and he ends up taking everything over. And suddenly, this gigantic mountain appears out of nowhere, and smack in the middle of Gotham City, and <laughs> and and then like you suddenly flash forward into several days later and it suddenly gets like real really game of thrones nightwing straight up looks like john snow he does yeah like he walks into a bar apparently there's like this interdimensional bar where superpowered beings hang out and i want to see a picture yeah i'll show you and then nightwing comes in again looking like <laughs> this weird version of himself with a beard and stuff and like like he's been at war with some white walkers in the game of thrones world and i think it's actually uh the other one who comes in looking like that too is damian wayne is as he like, robin is he like a, a kid to know he's like a teenager or something i guess mm. yeah he has a beard no, no he doesn't have a oh, beard. okay but anyway like everyone's looking all crazy at, like they've been at battle with these demon creatures from the from the the dark multiverse, the dark dimension. Yeah, that. And then um, Superman is the one that is waking up and learning what the heck has been going on because apparently Superman got knocked out in in the previous uh, issue, and then in this issue he wakes up and he finds out that everything has changed because the dark multiverse has taken over, and then he's trying to like figure out what the heck is going on, and then. Well, the part where I'm at right now is where Superman starts hearing, starts like see in a dream, Bruce Wayne lets go this code that he and that he and Superman and Diana Wonder Woman had come up with in case anyone any of them was in danger, where like they would utter the initials or words with starting with the initials of the other two people's names. In this case it was D for Diana, C for Clark, D C. <laughs> oh my god i know right Ugh, and then the cameos i'm saying the easter eggs and then and then like superman goes and tries to figures out a way to go into the dark dimension to try to save batman 
And he's tricked into basically getting there because they need him to become like the battery that powers the something. What this, is going on here? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like, I've been questioning my life choices and in getting into this whole thing. I, I was wondering like, should I have just skipped this whole thing and just gone straight to the hardcore comic? Like I have the comic sitting there, the hardcover. It's read looking it. all beautiful and it's calling to me and it's like, read me, read me. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to get some background on you first before I commit to you. I'm not going to jump into a relationship with you right away. You know what I mean? No. Okay. Uh, anyway. So yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know what to think. DC goes in these weird tangents DC, I feel like DC overcomplicates things too much. Like it tries to get so deep sometimes with Except these with for the, the storylines. Animated universe, right? That's kind of straightforward. But well, but even in the comics, they started off like back with the New Fifty Two. They started off so nicely in that soft reboot, you know. And they were doing such a nice job of just retelling all these stories, it's and they were telling the really 52? cool stories. No, it's not. Mm. I, well, the character does come back at some point. Mm. During the New 52, Hush I believe, like, but he already existed. Hush is really cool. I like his character. I like it too, yeah. He looks cool. He does, yeah. He has, like, bandages around his head and, like, a trench coat or something. Yeah, he does look pretty cool. I don't get why his name is Hush, though. Because... I the, remember in the did animated... You not, did you not listen to that episode where I uh, reviewed the Hush comic? No. Shame on you. I remember. Shame on you. You are the co-host of this show. How dare you? I remember in the Hush animated movie. Yeah. Uh, he shot Batman and he was like, Hush, Batman. Oh, that's so cringy. Anyway, so why is his name Hush? What the, what the comic book storyline uh, reveals, more or less, is that his identity was such a, a mystery. Mm-hmm. That the villains uh, would like pretty much gave him that name because they were like, you know, he's all hush hush. He's you can't talk about him. And so when Scarecrow shows up, he's singing the little hush little baby. Don't you cry. Mommy's going to sing you a lullaby. That's not how it goes. I don't think. Hey, listen, I wasn't born in this country. Okay. I was born with the freaking Los Pollitos Dicen Pio Pio Pio. <laughs> Los Pollitos Dicen exactly. Pio Pio Pio. Exactly. I, ha I have no hush, little baby. Okay? Are you really going to start putting me to sleep right now? Okay. This guy. Yeah, anyway, so that's uh, uh, Scarecrow's like singing that whole thing. And it was somewhere around there. It was somewhere along there the reason why they started calling him Hush. Mostly because, again, he was such a mystery character and nobody was supposed to talk about him. So. Yeah. So they called him Hush? Yeah. Oh. Doesn't that make perfect sense? Yeah. It does. So, yeah, man. Um, I'm going to finish Dark Knight's Metal. I hope that I'm still a sane human being by the time I'm done. I hope that I don't burn my phone <sighs> at some point out of frustration. But I will go. I will get through this. I will get through this, and I will get to the end of it. So that I can get the backstory and know where the Batman Who Laughs came from. And hopefully the Batman Who Laughs itself is a much better um, comic story. Because this is really too convoluted. Way too much. Unnecessary details. Unnecessary plot points. Just bleh. Anyway. Pepperoni. Pepperoni indeed, son. Pepperoni indeed. I have no clue what you mean. 
That's the finisher of all the Ninja Turtles. They get a they get a pizza and they're like pepperoni. I like that. All right, so I think we've rambled for long enough. What do you think? No, I just don't need to talk about one thing. Oh my god, what do you need to talk about? Now? Ninja Turtles. Why do you need Wait, to talk about or, Ninja Turtles? Or should Turtles? we just dedicate an episode to that? To all of Ninja Turtles. Sure. That sounds like a good idea. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Including that embarrassing crossover with the Power Rangers. How TV is that show. embarrassing? They look dope. Okay, hold on. Are we talking about the same thing here? Are you talking about the comic? Yeah. Oh, no. The comic is cool. I'm talking about the embarrassing crossover with the Power Rangers TV show. They did that? You haven't seen that? Oh, my God. Okay, so your homework before we record the episode on Ninja Turtles is to go and watch that embarrassing episode where the Ninja Turtles cross over to the, with the Power Rangers. <sighs> there was an actual show, like Power Rangers show style show, just of Ninja Turtles. Dude, true story. You're going to love it. Not really you're going to hate it, but you're going to love it. You know what? You're going to hate it. I'm going to love watching you uh, watching those things. Not watch you love it. Ugh. Anyway, so that's your homework, and yes, that's a good idea. Let's record later on, at some point, an episode about Ninja Turtles. Plenty to talk about. There's video games, there's cartoons, there's live-action movies, there's comic books. Some of those things are better than the others, but, you know, there's also uh, music. We haven't really gotten into any music in this podcast. That's a good point, and we should. Let's think about that, because we could totally come up with a... What's up, danger? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Maybe we can do an episode that's completely dedicated... To the song? To, of... like, to like the main songs of movies and seeing which one's best. Mm. I dig it. Give me dabs. Because you can't... Dabs. Don't shake my hand because of coronavirus. All right. What? What? You have the, the macaroni virus. No, you don't. Um, all right. So I think that concludes our rambling episode. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, I guess we should still do our um, outro stuff, right? Like all the, yeah. I know we didn't talk about anything concrete in this episode, but if you have any questions, suggestions, comments, you can write us at g101podcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. At g101podcast. And, and uh, please, if you love the podcast, you can do several things to help us. You should subscribe and please write your review. A five-star rating, please. Please do. And if you know somebody who is a geek at heart, please share the podcast with them. I'm sure they'll be ple uh, pleasantly willing to join the conversation and have a lot of fun geeking out with us on all these topics. So having said that, until the next episode. Pepperoni. Mmm. Game over.